Hello and welcome to PodSpot, the UK's only HubSpot-themed podcast. It's a regular look at the latest updates from HubSpot, as well as practical hints and tips directly from the mouths of HubSpot users and partners. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by our very own Jamie Boardman, Integrations Lead here at Carmen Digital. And we're going to be talking, hopefully, all things HubSpot integrations, which I guess could mean an awful lot of things, Jamie, but uh, how you doing? I'm good, thanks. Excited to cover lots of different topics around integrations. Yeah. Yeah, so it's an area I guess we get asked about an awful lot, uh, right? HubSpot's an incredibly powerful tool, but um, I guess looking slightly wider than that, lots of businesses that we work with have all sorts of different tools, systems, um, data points that need um, some sort of organizational structure. So but why don't we kick off by just uh, giving a bit of an overview on um, the opportunities, I suppose, with regards to integrations and HubSpot. Yeah, so um, HubSpot, got lots of different tools, really. They, they offer a lot of different tools that you can use to kind of get data from external systems or manipulate data from within HubSpot in more complex ways than you might normally be able to with the current internal HubSpot ecosystem. So you've got your kind of big major ones you might hear a lot about are like webhooks. So that's kind of being able to get data out of HubSpot in a real time sense. So you've got like any sort of changes within HubSpot you can track and then you can make changes in separate systems that will then be beneficial and keep that data, you know, all up to date, in sync, super useful. Everyone likes a nice clean in sync data. And then you've got some more of the, the sort of niche or maybe things you might not have thought about and they might, because they're very specific to HubSpot, like CRM cards. So obviously you've seen CRM cards in HubSpot. Normally they sit on the right-hand side <laughs> and um, there's all the basic ones, you know, what's associated contacts, associated deals, but you can actually create custom versions or custom cards that can display pretty much any information you need them to display and not just display that data, but you can then make changes to that data through lots of different connections basically but so you can have like an external system pull pull data out of that external system and show it in hubspot just in a little card so quick look oh this contact in this system actually has this data against it but you can take that again a step further and this might get a little bit technical but hopefully it's not too technical which is just you can embed like an app basically into HubSpot by using something called iframes. So you host that app elsewhere, and then you can just open up, click a button in this CRM card, and it'll open up a little screen that'll have like a little interface that you can interact with that'll change stuff in different systems and sort of makes it almost an infinite number of possibilities from there. Cause suddenly you've got basically another small app inside of HubSpot to let you not need to go out of HubSpot to make changes in the separate systems and make sure all your data again is up to date, synced, and you can view all these different things. Or your team just sit in HubSpot then, they don't have to go worry about going over to zero or they don't have to worry about going over to accounting softwares, anything like that. And it just makes everyone's life a lot easier. It means that you guys, you know, as sales and marketing people or anyone else using it, suddenly has one software they use and they don't have to deal with logins for different ones and all this sort of annoying things that you can imagine as your team grows and then you've also got some other, I guess, weird little things. Obviously, they have the, actually, I've, I've neglected the core 
which is the fact that they have a massive open API, which effectively means you can just get information out of just about every. I got. I I think about the nice little niche things. I don't think about that obvious thing that everyone kind of wants to wants to talk about, which is yeah, they have their open API that basically means that any data that sits within HubSpot is pretty much just accessible in some form, as long as you obviously have the right credentials. It's not just open for everyone to have a look at. Um, but yeah, so if you have the credentials to get in there, you can then read, write, update, delete anything in HubSpot via the API, which means that any of those things could be programmatic. You could have like repetitive tasks you're always doing well, you know, outsource that, outsource that to a program that just goes and does the same task every day or, you know, just any, pretty much anything. That, that's where the, the big kind of catch is, you know, the, the big lure of uh, HubSpot is that all that data is kind of accessible for anyone. So if you want to push it into a separate system, pull information into HubSpot, either of those two things or, or anything in between, the API can let you do that sort of thing. And it can suddenly you, you have the opportunity to, you know, pull data out of HubSpot, manipulate it, push it back into HubSpot, maybe because there's certain aspects that you want to do to that data that require really heavy calculations that you just, you know, HubSpot, func HubSpot calculated properties are really good, but say you have to read it against, you know, a, a, a massive amount of calculations, maybe you compare it and feed it into another system, but then it spurs, you know, spits out a new piece of data. You want to pull that back in HubSpot, that's super useful. Yeah, so that that's the big key. Well, is open APIs. Everyone loves them. They're also, I would say, very nicely documented and very accessible for developers. Obviously, maybe not someone just looking at the API documentation in general, but as a developer, I find that the documentation is also very nice and very friendly in terms of teaching you what it does and you actually understand how to manipulate and how to use the API. And then I think the only other thing I could think of was there's very, very niche things like custom events, which is something that I've not seen often used, but just setting up like effectively, if you had uh, an action happening in an external system, instead of just having it be, I don't know, tracked in HubSpot in some sort of not ideal way, you could use custom events to say like, oh, this person is signed up here and it's actually an event on their timeline as a contact or on their timeline as a company. So you're suddenly going, oh, and then you can report against those custom events. And that sort of leads into some nice areas there where you can create your own custom events and then report on them to give you really good, solid insight into customer actions in external systems that you've got set up within HubSpot. Again, sort of turning HubSpot into your one place that you need to go to to get all of your data and all your information, which is super, super useful. So, I mean, that, that sort of sounds like, I guess, you know, look, a lot of companies, a lot of businesses that we talk to and a lot of businesses, I guess, that are looking at potential CRM solutions. What you've described there is, is I suppose, less so that HubSpot just comes in and solves all of your problems, but actually it provides like an incredibly strong foundation that you can then expand upon particularly if you've got very specific other systems you know whether you're using specific ERPs or production management systems or sector specific systems you know I know we talk to kind of recruitment firms or, or other other sectors where they have very sector specific systems but actually it gives you this sort of uh, solid platform that you can then expand at the edges and, and kind of integrate with your other systems 
to create that sort of one source of truth, as you say, one uh, operating system for you. Yeah, business. I think. Yeah, I think you're saying effectively there's this flexibility. Like HubSpot, I think tends to sell itself obviously as this great CRM, all in one CRM. It is what it is, and I think it does does all the things it says it does very well. But you'll always have those outlying weird every business is completely different in some form there is no one size fits all crm for anyone but it's offering that flexibility to then go okay oh that doesn't work for you okay well if you just find you can even if you have in-house developers you find a developer or an agency or anything like that and they can go oh actually we can do that because hubspot offers that flexibility to do that you're not you're not just suddenly roped into having to bend your business practices around HubSpot just to make it work. You can then effectively make HubSpot work for you, which I think is a really, really good opportunity and really good system to have. So I, with that in mind, though, you know, if people are listening to this and kind of going, well, that sounds fantastic. You know, I can link up all my systems, that my teams are going to be more efficient. I've got that data in one place. Great. That sounds really expensive. Like what, what? What do you need like, to start looking at integrations with HubSpot? Do you need developers? Is it super expensive? Is this really complicated stuff we're talking about here? Well, I guess realistically, it uh, the most the most boring answer, which is it depends. But let's let's sort of talk about why it depends. I guess, which is you kind of I, I've broken. I kind of break down people who want to integrate systems into kind of three different camps of they have the bare bones idea they have this idea in their head they're like oh i have a system we have a system either it's an internal or external system and we want data from that system or we want data from hubspot going into and back and forth we want to write and read to those systems but that's it that's all they know they're like i i don't know if it's possible they don't even know if it's possible they just want it and i think for that sort of system for that case you might not need a developer you might just need somebody to do some investigation whether that be someone internal or reach out to agencies or probably agencies for that one really just to like look into that system for you so like offering places that will offer like free audits just to have a look at your api look at this or look at this software and go does it have an api and then possibly then we'll look at like, oh, what do you want out of it? Well, that API can do that, but it can't do this. And then you sort of figure out, you, we, you'll then work with someone to learn how it actually works and how it will work before you even start the development work. You don't need to start developing a solution before you even know if it's possible, which is obvious, but yeah. And um, and then your next step, obviously, there's, that then takes you into the next camp of people who I sort of consider, which is people who know there's an API and they know what system they want to integrate it with, and they know it has an API, and then they want to start looking at how they can develop that solution. And that's where you want to start talking to more technical agencies or or your team internally, whichever one you have. And then that's where you'll start like building out an actual solution. And how you build that solution, I think, uh, can make or break your integration in a way <laughs> the best way to put it which is if you just go gung-ho and just sort of like slap some stuff together without any planning that can obviously quite be quite detrimental to your 
end result. So there are different ways of building the integration. It's not just a case of, right, get that system to talk to HubSpot, job done. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I, I think there's a, there's a significant need for obviously planning and sort of figuring out not just like this system needs, this data needs to go into here, but one, how, but also why? Because often you'll find with different companies, they want this data in, but then they haven't actually thought about what they're doing with that data after it's in, or they haven't realized, they just think that they need that data in HubSpot. But a lot of the time you might realize, oh, actually what you need is this specific data or you need to do something very different. It's not all, the, the solution isn't always, I found with a couple of different situations now where they, people have just gone, oh, we just want to dump this data into HubSpot, but there's no, what's the business use case for it? So there's there's a piece when people know they want to integrate, there's before you even start developing, you want to start with that little discovery, that discovery of what or why do you want to do this? And what processes are going to be, you know, what processes do you want to like trigger off of this or all this sort of like business logic that maybe that hasn't been considered yet because they just kind of, the, there's a desperate need to just get that data in. And that's not always the correct approach. So. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, so I guess just to, to try and look through that sort of logically then it's almost, yeah. Step one, um, knowing what systems you want to integrate with HubSpot, looking at, looking at the capabilities of both of those systems, then the API and, and what have you, and working out what can be done. And then, as you say, it's almost, what's the question you're trying to answer or the thing you're trying to achieve by doing so. And therefore, you know, understanding the best way, best way to do it. So uh, I guess with your experience then, what are the, what are the types of, um, types of systems that have been integrated with HubSpot or that we've integrated with HubSpot? What sort of thing can you do? Are there a few kind of use cases that are good examples that people may be thinking that they want to do or may not realize are possible? Yeah, I think I can go for some, I guess, some fairly broad, I'm trying to think of broad ones, can be some niche ones, <laughs> which we could always cover. And then, but th those niche ones kind of encompass a, a larger realization that these, these things can be done. So I think one of the, the nice and like uh, quite a nice use case was Crunchbase, which is obviously for people who don't know, it's, it's like a paid for service that is a database of startup information. So information about startups, their, you know, their pre-seed, all that sort of information, any news articles about them, all this sort of like quite in-depth information. And we had a client who wanted to get that information to HubSpot, basically so they could market to these people and decide whether they wanted to use them for like, start like talking to them and using them in their app and that sort of stuff, you know, start really getting information about them and seeing if there's news articles, what's all that stuff. And so we, we, set up a system to when they add them when they add that company into hubspot they would also know the crunchbase id they just put that in as a field in hubspot as they're creating the contact and then suddenly that hubspot uh, company property is just full of information i've got all this all this information about like pre-seed and like how much money they've raised how they're doing all this really really in-depth information that's super useful I'll let them decide in the blink of an eye, okay, that person's worth it. That, that company's not, that company is. And it pretty much just like reduced 
all of their manual work they needed to like go and get that information and it took you know the project didn't take too long to put together um and also then there's a daily update to make sure that information is constantly updated because obviously companies who are startups are going to be changing their information the news is updated but that you'd think oh well i don't need information about startups but you've got to think that there are loads and loads and loads of paid service databases or places that just have information about companies you've got like the fca you've got all of those just general things you know, there's all sorts of databases about companies all over the place and like other pieces of big chunks of data that are not free you know they're accessible as long as you pay because this person has spent loads of time getting all that data and a lot of those systems tend to be quite modern and they tend to have that open api system where they will let you obviously access that data to then because their whole purpose is for you to take that data and hydrate your systems with that data to make marketing sales easier better and less manual so it's almost i mean it's almost um sitting through kind of a day in the life of of, of people in your team or various teams and kind of going well look what are you doing are you finding that you're jumping from hubspot into some other service some other platform you know and how can we how can we actually do that a different way how can we stop you from having to jump from one system to another and actually just pull that information directly in yeah i think something you should always ask your team is how much are you copy and pasting how much data are you just copying and then pasting out of any system and like back into another system like what what are you and you realize that oh how much time are we actually losing in the company to just somebody oh five hours of your week is spent effectively one day of your week is spent just manually copying data over in a way that is almost robotic why hasn't this been replaced what well, replaced but why isn't this this task being taken up by a robot so that you can then spend time actually doing stuff because a lot of the time that's your marketing or sales team doing that and they sh should be marketing and selling but instead they're doing copy paste copy paste oh this is you know <laughs> and it's a waste of their time and it's you know and it's wasting companies time and resources on something that actually given a little bit of investment might not even be that much depending on like the task you, do, you don't know but once that's set up that task is forever running you know and you don't have to worry about it then and suddenly that person is like oh i've got loads more time to actually spend upping marketing upping sales yeah. yeah, that's um, it's also a problem with adoption of HubSpot, right? Particularly, and I'm thinking of sales teams here. You know, sales teams notoriously asking them to do any sort of additional admin, and they just won't bother. So, actually, if if we can demonstrate that HubSpot can automate a load of this stuff for them and actually get them focused on doing what they're good at, like you say, they're on the phone or they're out at client meetings, but they're out selling, doing what they're good at and not having to do a load of admin stuff, guess what? Adoption of, of HubSpot as a system across the company is going to go up, right? And yeah. then you've got all the benefits of that around, you know, tracking activity, around reporting, around yeah. uh, efficiencies and everything else. Well, I've got actually a, a quite a good example of that as well, is um, we integrated for a sales team. So there's part of a manufacturing company and they're the sales team. And part of that process was using software called iAuditor which 
was obviously for audits they'd go to a site and they'd audit and they'd do like what their requirements are and they had their own separate system for that but they were trying to figure out how do we get that in some way referenced in hubspot so that the sales team can just quickly click on a button and go over to iAuditor and look at the audit after they've done it and make sure they don't have to manually put any of that information into hubspot and vice versa because they were setting up an audit and they'd have to pull in they have to write you know this is the name of the person this is their company so we just set up fairly simple but incredibly useful uh you you click you click a property you say i'm ready to audit that change that property that then in iAuditor will just create the base for that audit so they've got like templates it will use the template and it'll fill in all the data you have in hubspot so all that data you would usually have to manually fill in, you know, name, company, bunch of other little bits, contact information, where they are, you know, the location. That's then all manually filled in. They can just go into iAuditor, fill out the rest of it. And then when it's finished, uh, there's a webhook in iAuditor that will populate a field in HubSpot with a link. And they can just click on that link and go back into the audit whenever they need to. And it's really simple, but suddenly their their sales team is, you know, it's so much easier and so much simpler to set up those things so they're more likely to do them properly because then, you you know, that again, that manual asking salespeople to manually do something will often result in a slow degradation of, <laughs> of quality as time goes on, as they get, as they want to sell more and do less of the manual stuff. So, um, uh, look, let, let's, let's try and be uh, a little bit, clear i guess for people listening right because the some of these these business cases that we're talking about here sound fantastic and may well be people listening thinking god if only um but but let's try and just ballpark this a little bit you know are, are these 50 grand projects that we're looking at you know at doing some of these things or are they you know five grand projects but definitely not 50 grand projects tell you that much at least unless you're going you know so you're creating a whole application set to the side and you're doing, you know, when we get into that, when I talked about the more complex stuff, where you're talking about CRM cards with like applications embedded and all that sort of crazy stuff, that's when you're suddenly creating effectively another website to sit inside HubSpot. Of course, that's going to be quite expensive, but you're talking about getting data out of one system into another, you know, there's, as currently what we do is obviously we'd like to offer like some sort of free audit of that, of you know, of that API so that get you comfortable and knowing that that is a system that you can do first so that won't cost you anything that's that's that nice sort of like if even if you if you just have a question of can we do this you don't have to that's not going to cost you anything you can just find that out great saves you you know awesome and then after that anywhere from you know depending on how complex it is like two and a half upwards but you know a hard, a hard limit of god knows what a hard limit is but yeah you know, it, it, it's not going to break the bank, basically, to get even you've got to consider this. You've got to consider. Is it going to be like, do you need something that is completely and utterly, you know, robust, unbreakable, like perfect in every way or much like your business like process? Is it going to need to be fluid? Is it going to need to be able to, like, have that flexibility to change a little bit with time? Yeah, you want to have a fluid integration that you can that has that flexibility and a lot of time i think the more expensive and the more rigorously 
built uh, an integration will be the more rigid it kind of becomes over time as you're like setting specific parts in stone so i think if you're looking for an early adoption of like oh we need to look at how getting this information to hubspot but realistically do we want to do this forever or is it a permanent solution or you know what are we how are we approaching that what are we going to do with this and then you get that information to hubspot and you're like oh actually this isn't we're not really doing much with this This isn't actually that useful well suddenly that's not actually cost you an arm and a leg because it's been implemented in a way that is thinking about it as a a first step in a journey towards having this sort of solid business you know business use case or business system where you've just gone like okay this is how our business works now and we need this bit to be very solid and very robust right okay now we need to invest some more money into it but because that initial small investment has actually you know covered basically the big investment that will come down the line if you want to really you know solid up this system and maybe enhance it maybe make it more robust or more interesting and do more you know, different things. But that initial investment, yeah, the initial investment has really like saved the money and put it aside basically for you to then pay for this probably with extra. Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah, like, I'm just thinking, you know, leadership teams and things, you know, if they, they're identifying that their, their teams are jumping around between systems or having to double enter data or, you know, manually do things. I think the reality is for for most businesses, two and a half, five thousand, whatever that might be, you know, if that gets you to to something that just stops people having to jump around systems and increases efficiency a little bit, uh, you know, you're going to see a better ROI of your marketing spend because your marketing team are are more focused on doing what they're good at and what you've employed them for, right? And And your sales team, likewise, you know, if they're they've just got more time selling and they're happier and they're working more effectively because they're not having to do a load of admin stuff. You know, that that sort of number, two and a half, five grand, you know, you're going to see that back pretty quickly. I think a good a good mindset or a good, I mean, yeah, a good mindset to have or a good thought to have about this is if you see like, you, you're like, I want this thing automated or I want this piece of work sort of, you know, re- this manual piece of work, I want that automated. How much would you pay someone a year to do that work you know they, they might not be there well yeah and that like and then you look at that and go okay well actually the cost of this integration is actually really cheap because the cost of a person the cost of the person just doing that job might be really really you know it might not be super expensive but it's like oh actually in you know in comparison it's about the same so why wouldn't i get this monthly one-off monthly payment and then maybe depending on how you do it you know do you host it yourself there's some host there'll obviously always be some hosting costs somewhere but the hosting costs are minimal compared to, you know, a monthly wage or whatever. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And with AI down the road, it'll be, uh, you won't need any employees anymore at all. Yep, <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just have one man, one robot, just do it all for you. <laughs> um, so, look, let's uh, let, let, let's have a think about then what, what people might need to do. So um, we've talked about kind of investigating possibilities. We're happy to do that kind of feasibility study uh, you know, at the front end for people. Are there any kind of um, tools, resources from the HubSpot side that people can access or that kind of support this type of decision making? I think a lot of the of HubSpot's tools and resources to help with investigating integrations is probably, I'd say there's two major ones, right? There's a knowledge base, 
which everyone always, you know, you hear the word HubSpot, you hear the word knowledge base. They have that very, very in-depth. You can search, I guess, you can search whatever, but the knowledge base would probably be more useful for, say, a technical person, whether that's a developer or just someone with some technical knowledge, to go and investigate HubSpot's API capabilities in a very basic way. Because you can read, they'll have overviews of what they can do. You can look at the list and go, oh, okay, so I can I can do this with the API. Cool, cool, cool. Or I want to do the, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. They offer that. I've searched it and it's come up and I read through and it's awesome. Okay. But obviously that that's very useful for technical people. For, for less technical people, there is the marketplace, which although is not custom integration, but you can look at what is being integrated with HubSpot basically. And what is on offer at the moment. Because obviously sometimes there might be certain bits where you're like, okay, cool. The marketplace has this thing or that means it can integrate. But then you might actually look at that later down the line and go, oh, I don't really do what I want it to do. But it is like, that means that, okay, I can integrate with that. So that kind of like sets the foundation of your knowledge of going, oh, okay, cool. Like, yeah, that works. But now I need to get this to be more, uh, focused on my business use case and obviously this marketplace app although very useful and might be quite broad that then becomes a detriment as time goes on because you want a more focused use case of that thing but yeah that marketplace kind of lets you get a general overview of what is currently available and as you see the marketplace is very big and there's lots of things on it and that kind of lends into what we say which is a lot of things can work with hubspot because of this kind of open api plus everything else offering that as well, then suddenly, you know, data can just be transferred wherever you want it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I think you're right. You know, we, we speak to people, certainly I do, who have looked at um, integrations from the marketplace. I, I, I guess it's like anything off the shelf, isn't it? Right. It, 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 it can cater for a certain audience pretty well. And, and for lots of people, it will do a good job. But um, once you get to slightly larger businesses, um, yeah, it's that deeper level of understanding that you talked about earlier, right? Around, you know, why do you want to do this? What's the question you're trying to answer? What you're trying to achieve? And then building a, an integration around that rather than, I guess, these off-the-shelf ones do a good job of moving basic data between systems, but maybe don't cater for the, the kind of more specifics of a, of a company once you understand what they're trying to achieve. So we've talked quite a lot then about uh, integrating various systems across a business's tech stack, um, which is probably, you know, where most people think of integrations uh, kind of playing. But we did touch on very uh, early in the conversation uh, around the sort of power of integrations to uh, automate kind of processes or to be more kind of process orientated. Um, how, how do you see that uh, working with HubSpot and integrations? What, what what are the opportunities there? Yeah, so HubSpot obviously has their ops hub which is you know kind of all about operations automation handles a lot of like workflows and you'll see like hubspot workflows very interesting very useful very very good but there's always i found weird niche use cases that people will have or things that hubspot are working on that haven't been implemented yet or you know they're, they're constantly adding stuff to the to the crm they can't, you know, they're, they're a company. They, they've only got so many things they can add at one time. So there, there are functionalities that you'll be like, oh, I wish that was there, or maybe that's a breaking point for you 
in terms of picking up HubSpot or implementing HubSpot in your business, you're like, oh, well, it doesn't do this specific thing. Like, um, can't figure one off the top of my head. There's, there's weird little things you'll find with like copying an entire deal and maybe copying all the line items attached to that deal and copying all of the engagements attached to that deal into a new deal whilst also preserving the old deal. And, you know, kind of having those two be separate instances that then someone else can go and manage one deal because technically they count as two separate things in that in that business use case. And I think that currently is not a thing that you can do to that extent. Basically, you can copy a deal, but you can't get that granularity of, of like detail about that deal when you're copying it using like workflows. But taking a step back out of HubSpot, so you, you've got HubSpot and then you've got this, you could, you want to open API. Or what if you instead took the deal from HubSpot in out of HubSpot, use the open API to get those engagements and associate them to the new deal, get those line items, associate them to the new deal. And then suddenly you've got this new deal and the old deal is where it was. And it's taken about five seconds to just run it through and do it. I think a lot of that is, is, is that kind of people might run into those weird, very well business use cases where they want certain things happening or yeah, they want to press a button and this'll do, or they want to automatically do some task in HubSpot and either the workflows aren't exactly, can't do exactly what they want them to do, or maybe they just don't have the right hub. But with the open API, you can sort of pluck information out of HubSpot and manipulate it as you want. So you could go, oh, I've got this piece of data, but I need it to be cleaned or I need it to be analyzed. Talk about AI. You could rip some data out of HubSpot, have some AI look at it. You ask it a question with regards to that information and it can, you know, it'll spit something out. And then you want that to be repopulated into HubSpot. That's kind of not really a separate system. It's just HubSpot doesn't have that current system where you can have a calculated field that does, you know, some crazy piece of uh, business logic on it. But that can be possible by just pulling that data out to just a slightly outside of HubSpot, performing some complex, you know, heavy business logic on it. That might be internal. So say you've got like internal databases that you need to sort of play with that aren't open APIs. They're, you know, very internal, just kept to themselves. Pull that data out from it and then manipulate it, do what you want with it, push it back in HubSpot. So that's not, I wouldn't call that, you know, integrations with external systems. I'd call that, you know, business automation using the open API and like sort of integrations mindset. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's sort of incredibly powerful, I suppose. Again, you know, going back to what we said earlier around, you know, clients who are either using or considering using HubSpot. And kind of going well does it do this very specific thing which you know i think as you said there's probably no crm that would maybe do that very specific thing that's you know unique to that business or, or, or whatever or there's you know a particular reason that they want to do something but the ability to kind of expand capability at the edges of what is already a pretty powerful tool is is quite compelling for businesses yeah i think Definitely that sort of 
as we've said before, that's just that flexibility that really makes it just kind of a, a great system to work with in terms of having those weird cases and actually managing to get them to work where otherwise you might you might have a system that does get that to work but you take about you know you make about a million other losses to get that one thing working and is that really worth it well actually you don't have to worry about that you can just bend bend the rules basically of what what yeah, you can do well, with and, uh, we, we, we used to a lot of these systems i guess being finite and, and having to make decisions and, and comparing systems and going you know pros and cons and what have you whereas i guess kind of what we're saying is yeah, you know, I, I don't know. Do, do you go as far as saying anything's possible? Or? It really depends. <laughs> it, it does depend, but you'll. I often have, I think a good like sort of example is when we're, when we're doing business process mapping for like larger projects, say, and we're mapping out a process and I'll have a lot of the time the HubSpot team will come to me and go, we've got this weird bit in the process map and it, it they want they want this. And we're like, I'm like, can this be done? And I'm like maybe 10, 15 minutes to have a quick look through and go, oh, okay. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, that's fine. Because in in the world of API, that's fine. That doesn't matter. But in the world of HubSpot, currently you're like, oh, I don't know. It's gonna be really awkward at the current hub level and whatever, whatever we're doing. Oh, that's that's crazy. But then you just look at it and go, oh, okay, actually no, that's yeah, that's not too bad. You know, from from our side in terms of the world of data. Do, is it? Um, I mean, is it a different mindset? You know, someone who's you know, how much creativity goes into these kind of projects? How much do you need to sort of, uh, yeah, think outside the box, quite literally, I suppose, the HubSpot box in this case around how you solve these problems? I think, yeah, I think there's, I think there's a good bit. I think that's where the value of that developer's mindset comes in. Because I think a lot of the time when you're implementing HubSpot, you're just implementing HubSpot, it's, it's you know, you've got your, solutions architects but they might not be developers they might just be based very much in their solutions are always based around what's possible in hubspot as the crm and not really going beyond that that next step but you have like there's so much more opportunity but it's almost infant yeah as you said that anything is possible it is there is like infinite opportunity within like just this extra one layer, this little bubble around HubSpot. There's HubSpot and then it's open API that suddenly opens up all these opportunities that you can do, you know, all you need to do is like not restrict your thinking about what HubSpot can do. And don't say like, oh, it can't do this, but it, it could, but it might take a little bit of investment or a little bit of time and a little bit of investigation and, you know, It'll take a little bit of extra work, but you don't need to make that. Uh, yeah, you don't need to, to lose anything to get that. Yeah, and, but also I guess that there, there's um, you know, there's a level of understanding required to, to say, you know, um, there might be different levels of solution depending on budgets, timeframes. You know, if someone wants to kind of try something, there's sort of a quick and dirty way of doing it and then there's a, a sort of yeah fully we fledged, call, we call really those super robust we call those mvps yeah, right. <laughs> quick yeah, and dirty yeah. is the the less salesperson way of saying yeah. mvp <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah because yeah often certainly when i speak to people i think they've done quite a lot of the thinking themselves before they pick up the phone to an agency like carmen but 
it's probably yeah, I often think it's easier or would be easier if they came to us almost with a, a bit more of a sort of you know blank sheet of paper you know here's what we're trying to achieve you know is this is this possible what are the options you know because then we can actually add to the the strategic thinking as you said and kind of understand and help unpack the problem and therefore come up with a, a solution that's you know commercially relevant to yeah. them as well as, as solving the problem i think a lot of the time it is good if you're approaching an agency with uh, you know i want an integration i want this integration i think you should approach possibly with a slightly more open mindset and probably be be ready for some not i'd say kickback but some questions so that obviously when i've said the why why do you want this i think is a question you should be ready to answer and not just like oh because we want that information in there but actually why why what is the business use case what is the reasoning behind this if you know i'm happy to make an integration but if it really doesn't do much for your business like it's not really very good is it it's like okay that that that's great you've got this cool inf- integration we've built this cool integration but is it actually making you any more money i think that's something you really got to consider and yeah maybe it does seem good that you want to get this information in but have you actually thought about what you're doing it with it in hubspot are you actually going to report on it is it going to do anything for you yeah yeah so uh, just to, to wrap up then i guess obviously loads of really interesting information in there i think and and i hope it'll be really interesting to people listening to to understand kind of what's possible and maybe how to go about it but i mean is there anything you'd kind of leave people with with regards to kind of hubspot integrations how best to approach it you know when they should work with agencies what would you you know in an ideal world i suppose you know opportunity for you comes comes through the door of carmen as an agency what does that look like and and where can you add the most value i think I think the first step for any company who maybe even they're not even thinking about doing integrations, but just audit your processes for a start. Audit your processes. Have a look at what your processes are and what people are doing in your company. Like there's, there's bound to be something. Even that you might start small and go, actually, there might be an automation task that you want set up. You know, it could be something as small as that. And that could then open the door to going, oh, actually, oh, actually, oh, actually. And then suddenly it sort of snowballs into what could be a nice project or uh, suddenly your company is saving, you know, hours and hours and hours from this one small thing that you picked up on that suddenly made people realize that, oh, if oh, if they can do that, can they do this as well? I mean, so I think the base, just have a look at your processes. Have a look at what's going on. Is it optimal? Is it manual? Is it is there data entry going in that's just, oh, draw you know dragging everyone down and then from there that's when you i think i'd say from that point you want to start looking at agencies maybe just talking to someone just to get an idea obviously as we said sort of auditing the software you want to look at having a look at that so we would offer a sister or just a, a quick you know hour or so of looking at that giving you a really brief overview of like yes it's possible and then we can start talking about what we actually want out of that system. Why do we want that stuff out of that system? How can we best present that data in HubSpot as well? Because that's something that people might not consider. Is you know, yeah, we want that data in HubSpot, but actually, how are we showing that data in HubSpot? Are we using CRM cards? Are we using custom events? Are we just using properties that we will report against? How who who is this data for? 
there's all all sorts of things yeah that's that's a whole piece there to really delve in and figure out what you want and then from there hopefully the same agency or if you go off elsewhere you can carry on that journey of you know the build and onwards from there but i think really getting in there early and not worrying about that initial cost because that offer is there of just like helping you better understand the apis before you even get going because then you might come up with all these great ideas internally and no one's checked to see if you can actually do it and then what's yeah what's happens then everyone just goes oh put that in the bin let's go to the next idea then but if you get that yeah <laughs> yeah yeah oh fantastic well i think it's been been really really useful jamie i mean for me absolutely the, the massive takeaways here are you know that people shouldn't just be putting up with inefficient processes where there's an acceptance that people just have to do things manually or have to go to loads of different systems because more often than not that there, there, there kind of can be a solution and, and from what you're saying you know it's not huge budget stuff and, and certainly there's as we'll call it mvps not quick and dirty uh solutions that maybe maybe are pretty cost effective and, and get you some some level of understanding and and, and and return on that investment pretty quickly but yeah not just accepting that things are the way they are and, and that's the way it has to be because there often is a solution and particularly if uh, if clients are on hubspot or, or considering hubspot then you know that that potential kind of increases massively so yeah really really useful jamie thank you so much it's been fantastic to have you on pod spot for the second time second time on second time i think the first there time was go. almost two years ago which is how long i've been at carmen almost <laughs> well here's to many more it's been really useful thank you so much You've been listening to PodSpot, the UK's only HubSpot-themed podcast, this week with Jamie Bordman, uh, Integrations Lead here with Carmen Digital. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with friends and colleagues and tag us on socials and leave us a review because it really, really helps. If this has been the first episode you've listened to, then there's a huge amount for you to get your teeth into on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening.